Hello everyone, this is Pastor Ronke Lulano of Harmony Christian Center. Thank you for joining our podcast today. I pray today's message will encourage, edify and illuminate you. Sit back, relax and enjoy the message. John chapter 4 verse 39 to 42. We'll be reading New King James Version. It says, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. Ah, may the word you testify bring many souls to Jesus. He told me all I ever did. When the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. Verse 42. Then they said to the woman, now we believe. Not because of what you said. For we ourselves have heard him. And know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Amen. John chapter 9, verse 25. He answered and said, Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. This is the blind man that was made to see. He's now replying, One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. Once I was blind, now I see. That's a testimony that is unshakable. Nobody can take it away from him. It's an experience he had with Jesus. And I know sitting here in this auditorium, there are many of us who've had encounters and experiences with Jesus that there's, even if you're woken up from your sleep, you can see exactly what happened. I pray as we share this message today that indeed it will transform and it will bless our lives and make us to be more of what Jesus designed us or shaped us or formed us all to be. Praise God. And so that message to me actually brought back to my mind you know, the popular saying of John F. Kennedy in his inaugural speech that says, ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. So he was challenging and admonishing Americans at that point in time that, look, there's no point just saying, oh, yes, this is, what, this is my list of the things and wants and my do's and don'ts, but rather, you know, Think of what you can input into your country as much as you love the country so that the country itself can bring out the best equally. And granted the fact that we belong to such a lovely church like this, God has granted us the grace to be planted here. Ask not what your church can do for you. Because there are things the church will do for you. But ask what you can do for the church. That's what I believe that message is saying in summary. In essence, be more concerned about the plans and purpose of God, the things that please God, and the things that God will have us to do, and see and wait whether you will not experience an enlarged capacity. And I believe that truly, it's important for us to also know that this links into the word that says it's more blessed to give than to receive. The word that we heard last week, we need to apply it to our lives and see that God indeed will establish us in everything that we do. I want us to know that as we are thanking God for what he has done ahead, for what he has done before, because he who has done that before, he will do it yet again. As we are thanking God for those things, I want us to know that the way and manner by which we get helped is by being a helper to the purpose of God. And if therefore we're living and believing this principle, we need to start thinking, is there a way that I can be more of a helper of the purpose of God? What more has God put in me that I can do? Not all of us are equally at the same level in terms of what God has graced us with. Some he gave five, some he gave three, some he gave one. Whatever it is he has given you, yes, he has given. But that which he has given, are you using it? This is what this message is challenging us today. Truly, this woman at the well, when she met 
gets with Jesus, her life never remained the same no more. In fact, the account tells us that by the end of it, she won a whole city back unto the Lord. And therefore, it's important for us to know that as we believe God and as we walk like this woman is walking and believing that, you know, we can classify her as an ambassador of God, as an ambassador of Christ, we equally are ambassadors of God and ambassadors of Harmony Christian Center. If you believe that, say amen. We ought to know that we are ambassadors. And who's an ambassador? I believe that it's important for us to know that as an ambassador, there are certain things that we ought to know we have to do. An ambassador reflects the values, the message, and benefits of their home country with a personal conviction. I repeat, an ambassador reflects the values, the messages, and benefits of their home country with a personal conviction. So equally as ambassadors of HCC, ambassadors of Christ here in this church, we should reflect the values. We should reflect the message. We should reflect the benefits of this church with a personal conviction. We know the messages in this house has impacted our lives. We should go forth and also talk to somebody with a personal conviction. And so the title of the message today is Capacity Enlargement for the ambassador of Christ. We're talking about genuine ambassadors who your life, your values, the things that you do, the message, your lifestyle will reflect and impact the people that you see. And someone will say, take me to Christ. This Samaritan woman at the well, after she had had an encounter with Christ, she no longer remained the same. She'd had a useless life. She'd had so many partners and husbands or whatever, but her life transformed so much so that she went and told everyone what Jesus had done. There are things that Jesus has done in our lives. I challenge you today. When was the last time that you spoke about it? Or you've become comfortable and you think, mm, it's okay, I want the next thing. Before you ask for the next thing, remember what I said. It's important for you and I to know that for us to expect an enlarged capacity, for us to expect a greater thing, the way and manner by which we get helped, the way and manner by which we receive enlargement, the way and manner by which we receive growth is by being a helper to the purpose of God. And the purpose of God is for us to go and tell the world of what he has done in our lives. Many times what God has done, we only contain it in this room. We say it in this room when we go to our colleges, when we go to our workplaces, when we go to our neighborhood. When we, go, we are silent. We do not talk about it. The message today is to remind each and every one of us that there's more that God has put on the inside of us that we need to go out to say. Those who do not even know Christ, who have no relationship with him, they are doing a better justice to spreading the news. But we have the more sure news. We have the more sure word. And we are sitting on it. And just enjoying it amongst us here. And using it to fight each and everyone. He hasn't done enough for you. He's done more for me. We are competing with the things he has done for us. Instead of telling the world of what Christ has done for us. May the Lord have mercy on us. May we have a heart of repentance. To be able to go forth and share with the world. And let them see the light of Jesus. That's on the inside of us. Praise the Lord. I want us to know, when Christ died for us, we all know and we can say clearly that Christ in us is what? The hope of glory. That hope of glory, the world must know him. 
I looked at my own life myself, and I looked back and said, my God, Lord, I don't think I'm doing enough. I know, yes, I try, but there's still so much more that I can do. Because in this, my short years of living on this surface of this earth, I can look back to even when I did not even know Christ at all. Went to party, and yes, we're coming back from party, but you may not know about it, and I pray you won't experience it. There are things we call armed robbers. So they stopped the car in which I was, and all of us had to run after skelter. Yes, we were underneath the car and everything. Nobody knew where any other person was. Why did I get saved? Why did I? Why did God give me the opportunity? You look back to those years, even before we know Christ. By the time I knew Christ, I knew it was a time for me to just say, I'm fed up with all this life that I'm living that is not glorifying God, that is just going around and around. Of course, I can go to those Christian meetings and sit there and drink their Coke and take their biscuits, and that will be all. But then, those words, as I'm drinking those Coke and taking that biscuit, those words are going in. And so in those days, it came to a point when I became tired of such a life. Nobody said anything to me. Nobody said, you must become born again today. But all the words, all the seeds that has been sown came to a point and it made me to realize now is the time. And if you're sitting here in this auditorium today, I say to you, if you've been in and out, out and in, one day today, one day tomorrow, I speak divinely by the power of the almighty God. Today is the day. If you hear the word of the Lord, do not harden your heart. The Lord will turn you around because he turned my life around. I never remain the same no more because that is what God can do. When God turns around your situation and turns around your circumstances, your life can never remain the same no more. And so just because I said yes to Jesus, just because I was convicted in my heart, just because I wanted to know him. And so any next uh, phone call that, oh, are you going out tonight? No, thank you. What's wrong with this girl? Why is she like this? Because Jesus had taken over. The minute Jesus had taken over and had continued and had continued saying, I want to seek Jesus, one thing about Christ, when he gives you, he adds an extra. I was not looking for a husband. And I mean that wholeheartedly. I did not come to Christ because I want money. I want husband. I, no, no, no. I came to Christ because I was fed up of a useless life. And so, whilst doing that, in the heart of seeking that, that was when God brought my husband to me. Because I was not looking for a husband. That's when God brought this same pastor. He was not a pastor. But God made two people who are now seeking God to make their paths across. When you seek God, as you're seeking him, it will add an extra unto you. All because you're just saying, Lord, I want to serve you. Whatever it is you're believing God for, I'm telling you, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly. But the journey continues because I'm going to tell you the story today for you to know that when you're an ambassador for Christ, it's important for you to shout it from the rooftop and let the devil know he has lost completely and that all the other people that he's still having his hold upon, today we break it in the name of Jesus. Now the truth of the matter is after that particular incident of us coming together and working together and serving God, God in his own infinite mercy, how he now helped us through the years of waiting, through the years of delayed childbirth, it was through serving God. I'm telling you, the 10 years of waiting to have one child, as we're believing God, we soaked ourselves. I say to you by the message of God today, whatever it is you're serving and believing God for, no matter how long it is, don't run out of Christ. Don't run out of serving God. It is here in serving God that God will bring your blessing to you. It's here in serving God that God will promote you. It's here in serving God that God will bring your life partner to you. For with God, nothing is impossible for him to do. I'm not saying you will have a 10-year journey, but we had ours and I have to share it with you. In those 10 years, God came through. The same God who came through for us, it will come through for you in the name of Jesus.
say to you today, let your life be a living example. You think, okay, that's fine. You know, everything is hunky-dory. I'm standing here as you're seeing me. I'm a woman that God has taken totally, eradicated and removed a huge fibroid without operation, without treatment. That is what God can do. Whilst I'm believing God and trusting him, in the period of the pregnancy, the fibroid was fighting the baby. The baby was fighting the fibroid. It was difficult and the bleeding was coming. God, at the end of the delivery, made sure that the biggest of the fibroids totally disappeared without using any medication. What can I tell you about what God has has done. Moving on from there, for three solid years, the doctors were battling, and there were two groups. She has breast cancer. She doesn't have breast cancer. There's a family history. Her sister died of cancer. Uh, she too has cancer. And I'll be going, and I'll be coming, and I'll be checking. Until the third, end of the third year, when we were about to do the convention a couple of years ago, before I was finally discharged from the breast cancer clinic. As I'm standing here and telling you of the story of what God has done in my life, I'm saying that as you're sitting there right now, you can begin to think of the things God has done in your life, of the things he has done that you've just taken for granted, of the accidents he rescued you from, of the jobs he provided, of the interviews you did not have to do, of how he saved you from that enemy, of how he looked upon you and chose you because his hand is upon you. We serve a God indeed who wants us to go forth and show forth his glory. Is there anything too hard for God to do? The woman at the well said, come and see the man who told me all that I've ever done. The boy that was born blind, he said, all I can say to you is, once I was blind, but now I can see. You that you can see, who have you told? Who have you mentioned to that you can see? Who have you told that he opened your eyes? Who have you told that he rescued you? Who have you told that he healed you of cancer? Who have you told that when you are molested and when you are beaten and every thought one thought your hand has come? Who have you told of how he raised you up? Who have you told? When was the last time you opened your mouth to say, come and see the man who told me all that I've ever done? Because we serve a God who wants us to know that he is more than able to enlarge our capacity. He's more than able to do all of those things. But when was the last time that you testified about him? When was the last time, apart from just coming to church and dancing and putting the toe clothes on and just making people, no, 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 it's beyond that. Go out and tell people. Or look inwards and see people who you do not yet know and tell them of what God has done. Then God will be glorified. Then enlarged capacity shall come your way. I said the God that we're serving wants us to go forth and be the blessing that he has called us to be. Praise the Lord. Oh, God is good. I want to leave us with four things because I found out that we can connect with our friends and family in these four ways. The first one is common experiences. People that you have common experiences with life, work, career, marriage. Sometimes because you look at these people, you're so close to them. But maybe you don't need to put a placard and say, accept Jesus now or go to hell. If you don't accept Jesus, the hell is waiting for you. You will never invite anybody like that. You will actually draw more people to you by being able to show them the love of Christ and letting them know what God has done for you in your life. So people that you're working with, they're struggling in their marriage, they're struggling in their career, and you know God has been through for you. Please open your mouth and speak. Share your story. As all you need to do is just to share. As you share, God will pour his blessing upon you. Moses, when God told him, go and say to Pharaoh, let my people go. Ah, hey, God, I'm a stammerer. I don't know how to speak. Because when I speak, I don't, God says, all I'm saying to you is what? 
go. For when you get there, you will not even have to speak. God had already raised up Aaron and said he will speak on your behalf. The only spirit is right there beside you to speak on your behalf. As you're speaking, you'll be shocked at the things that will come out of your mouth. Because all you're doing is not for yourself, but is to glorify God. As you glorify God, God will enlarge his capacity in your life in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. So the first one is common experiences. The next one is common needs. Common needs. What do I mean by that? Accommodation needs, regularization of your papers needs. I say to people, if you are here and you know you've had such an experience and you know that somebody has that need, you can just start sharing of how God blessed you in this country because it's not a secret. Why? When you were asking God for this thing, hey, please help me pray, you don't care who is listening. But now that God has done it, who are you sharing it with? Who are you reaching out to? Who are you saying, can I help you? God saved you so you can help to save others. God blessed bless you so you can be a blessing unto others. Don't sit on all the blessings and thank God for this load of blessing and put them inside a lovely can, cover the can and sit on the can because that is not what the blessing is for. The blessing is for you to go out and share unto others and as you do so, the Lord will take you high in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. The next is common interests. What interests do you have? And I don't believe that as Christians we shouldn't have interest, that all we should do is just come to church, go and come. No, no, no. There's much more to life that God has given. You know? So there's hobbies you can take on. Traveling, swimming, music. A sister told me a testimony of how she got a job just from writing there that she loves gospel music. That was the only thing that the interviewer picked up. And at the end of the day, the job was given to her. Be happy to share about your hobbies. I have interest with the news. I want to know what's going on because I'm drawing some things from it that I also want to have as a form of discussion. Things you have read, the word you have read, like Ezekiel, that you have put in your belly, that you have saved there. When the time comes to talk about the things that are going out, then you'll be able to apply the word and the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom. So it is right. It is not a sin to have interest and to be able to use it and to listen to the news and the current affairs too. Praise the Lord. The next thing there, the next other way in which you can connect with our friends and family is common hurts. Some of us have experienced betrayals, disappointments, illnesses, failed exams, you know, many things that you think, who can I share this with? But you have gone through, and yet this person is going through this experience. When are you going to be able to reach out to them? Be a Barnabas. Be an encourager to somebody. You could be the reason why you're there at that time. It's so that by the time you share your story with them, then they themselves are encouraged that you mean God can still do this. God is still in the business of healing. God is still in the business of restoring. God is still in the business of taking people out of a broken home, broken marriage, damaged, abused life and bring them here, that is what God can do. Share your hearts with people of how God has delivered you. For with God, nothing is impossible. Praise the Lord. Very quickly, I want to move on to how you can actually share your own story, share your own testimony. Because this is all about just beyond this auditorium out there in the world. We were challenged, we were reminded, we were rebuked, we were admonished, ensure that you bring souls. There are many souls perishing out there. There are many souls just right there beside you that you can be the only one that will connect with them. The way you will connect with them is not the way he will connect. The way I will connect is not the way you will connect. So each and every one of us has a grace. You will not frustrate that grace in Jesus' name. And so the four parts of this way in which we can actually share our testimony which I've written down here and shared is, what was my life like before I met Christ? What was your life like 
What were your attitudes? As an unbeliever, who did you identify with? What was most important to you? Was it the music? Was it the job? What substitute for God did you find meaning in your life? What substitute to God? Was it sports? Was it sex? Was it work? Those kind of things. Was it alcohol? These areas. What was my life like? I was telling you about mine earlier on, about how going from party to the other, and I almost died, but for the grace of God. And so what was your life like to the life that you have right now? Because when you are in Christ Jesus, his hand is upon you. You are set apart. You are untouchable for the enemy. Even if the enemy tries, he can try, but he will not succeed. Because already your life indeed is so different. So you need to go back and think, what was your life like? So when you're sharing with somebody who's an unbeliever, be prepared to share with them what your life was like before you met Christ. And young ones, I don't just want to assume that all of us here are born again. Because some of us are still doing church playing. Come to church today, go to out tomorrow. But I pray that each and every one of you will meet Christ. And that when you meet Christ, you will not depart from him. That the Christ in you will become a personal conviction that there is nothing anyone can put even near you that will draw you to him. We normally pray a prayer in this house. We pray that the time will come that as a young believer who's really sold out for Jesus, wherever you are on the surface of this earth, even if you want to blend in the negative way, even if you want to blend in the way of evil, even if you want to blend or attracted to the way that will lead you to destruction, the truth will find you out. Just like Peter. When he was uh, trying to pray, ah, no, 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 I don't know Jesus. So, ah, me, I'm not one of them. His uh, very act betrayed him. May the act of Christ in you, the act of the prayers that your parents have put in you, may it betray you in the name of Jesus. You will not be accepted even in that situation in Jesus' name. The Lord indeed will expose you and you will be pushed back to where you belong in the name of Jesus. So what was your life like before you met Christ? It's important that you know and you distinguish it. You don't let it all be molded up together. There's no separation between the two because it's so different. Number two, how did you realize you needed Christ? Number one was, what was your life like? Now, how did you realize you needed Christ? Because if you didn't realize how you needed Christ, you still can't really talk to anybody else because they can say, oh, yes, but I was serving God and I was doing that. But how, what made you realize that there was a need for Christ? I say to people that for me, I realized continuing on this path was not giving me inner fulfillment. I was tired of the facade. Many people are living a life of facade, carrying on and making it look like, oh, it's okay. And to be quite honest, some people are in church, but not fully in Christ. It's still a life of facade. It's important that you realize that that facade cannot last long. If you're in such a category today, I pray in the name of Jesus that this word will come to your heart and you come to the altar and say, I drop all of this today in the name of Jesus so that you can truly become committed. And so the next pathway there is, how did you commit your life to Christ? We've talked about what was your life like? We've talked about how did you realize? And then the third thing is, how did you commit your life to Christ? It's one thing to have a realization. It's another thing to actually take the step forward in that direction. Because I may realize that I need money. I may realize that I need help. But I'm still not taking the step forward to go and seek that help. It's important that each and every one of us realize that in seeking the help and in going forward for what God has called us to do is the step nearer towards our being set free. We shall not remain in bondage in Jesus' name. So how? What steps? Tell us. Share with the person. How did you actually commit your life to Christ Jesus? When we gave our lives, 
I remember I had to go through the discipleship class. I pray that as many of us desiring to know the word of God, that that word will truly be impacted in us in Jesus' name. We need to go back to the days where we sit and study the word of God so that we can show ourselves approved. So that when the enemy comes with an arrow, don't forget the fact that because you moved from the enemy's camp into the camp of the Lord Jesus, there are arrows and there's attacks even against your life. And so every arrow and attack, you can only fight it with the word because the word of God is the one that will give us victory. So we need to be committed to Bible study material or discipleship pattern. We need to be committed to a Bible-believing church and, and dedicated to Bible studies, ensuring that we grow. Without growth, stunted growth is no growth. Anything that is stunted can be pushed aside. In the name of Jesus, our disciples, our young ones, or if you're in the same category, you will not remain stunted in Jesus' name. Growth will come unto each and every one of us in the name of Jesus. Praise God. And the last point is, what difference did it make in your life? Remember, I said, what was your life before you met Christ? How did you realize you needed Christ? How did you commit your life to Christ? What difference did committing your life to Christ, what did it make in your life? So what benefits have you experienced or felt? How has knowing Jesus helped you change for the better? The woman at the well, we can say of her that she became a point of reference and a good role model for Jesus. May we become a good role model for Jesus. I am thankful personally for me that I no longer have to grow up in the dark. There's a confidence that no matter what comes my way, God has got me covered. Underneath me are his what? Everlasting arms. And he has made me invincible for the enemy. And he says unto me that the path of the just is like a shining light. And it shines what? Brighter and brighter until the perfect day. There are things that you begin to say and know because of the fact that you are now in Christ. I pray that knowing Jesus Christ and having a relationship with him will make an everlasting impact in your life. Old things are gone away. Behold, all things are new. That is not a cliche. It's a word of God. Behold, all things are what? Passed away. They need to pass away. They cannot continue in this new realm. And so as you have given your life to Christ and you know you have done over yes, if you're still struggling with old things, it means there are still some areas of struggle. Today, I ask, is an opportunity for everyone to know for us to truly enjoy a true capacity enlargement. As an ambassador for Christ, we need to totally do away with old things. We need to totally do away with old ways that do not benefit us. Begin to say, Lord, I recommit myself even unto you. I commit myself afresh. I commit my life afresh. I say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, help Help me to be a true ambassador for you. Help me to be a true ambassador. That as I go out there, I will not keep my mouth shut. I will not be ashamed of you. I will go forth and testify of your goodness, of your favor, of your mercy, of all that you have done. Jehovah Lord, we call upon you in this house. We ask, oh God, that you, Lord God, will do a new work. That you will do that which no man even can do. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Father Lord, you have told us that you are here to enlarge our capacity. We receive this capacity enlargement as ambassador 
ambassadors for you. In the name of Jesus, wherever you place me, my mouth may it not be shut. Wherever you place me, my voice may it not be lost. May I be a true ambassador. May I be a witness for you. May I testify about you. As you bring people my way, in the name of Jesus, I will not shy from testifying about you. Lord God, your name shall be glorified. Thank you, Father, because my life, O oh Lord God, will glorify you. Blessed be your name, O oh God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks goes to all our partners who support our ministry. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, you can call us on plus four four two zero eight five nine seven triple one zero or visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord be with you always until we meet next time.